0: You're listening to Healing Through Tarot. I'm your host, Dr. Heather Hardison. Together we're going to explore divination and help you start your own journey with tarot. I'll discuss my tarot journey and offer ways to use tarot for healing, self-development, and personal growth. So let's get started. Hi listeners, welcome to episode 42 of Healing Through Tarot. I'm your host, Dr. Heather Hardison. I'm back from my extended break from the holidays, and I'm so happy to be back here with you with brand new episodes of Healing Through Tarot. Over the break, I released book two in my fictional divination book series, The Divining Sisters, and I'm so excited to share this new installment of the book with you. Book two is titled We Divine Three. In this episode, I want to share a few scenes from my new book with you, and I'm going to talk about the themes and new characters that we're going to meet in this book. First, let me catch you up if you aren't familiar with my book series yet. The Divining Sisters is a fictional divination book series that follows a group of women who are witches, healers, and diviners in multiple lives, and they reincarnate lifetime after lifetime to reunite with their coven so they can fulfill a mission of keeping their craft of divination, healing, and magic alive for future generations. Book one in the Divining Sisters series, The Call of the Cards, released in June 2022. I'll summarize that book for you now to get you up to speed. So we start the series by meeting the main character, Dr. Alexandra Steele, who is a clinical psychologist in Memphis, Tennessee and we see her discover terror for the first time in a mystical store in downtown Memphis. She's instantly captivated by the cards, and they soon enter her dreams, unlocking memories of numerous past lifetimes with divination. In this series, her past lives are shown through her dream life, and we see how her past life fears and traumas keep her hiding in the shadows and playing small in this life. This character has a vivid dream life, and most of her dreams in the series are connected to the lives she's recovering that are related to her intuitive gifts that are emerging. So these dreams are very significant and a large part of the storyline. Reconnecting with the cards sparks a spiritual awakening which changes her life and leads her to past coven sisters who help her work through the lingering fears of persecution that travel across lifetimes with her as she's been hunted and persecuted for her work with the cards. And witchcraft in the past. In book one, The Call of the Cards, we see her connect with her soul sister, Izzy, who has been a biological sister in many past lifetimes. And in book two, we see them searching for their other sister who they believe has reincarnated at this time. This series focuses on reconnecting with past life gifts, sisterhood, empowerment through facing fears, and learning to step out of the shadows. Which for Alexandra occurs through her work with the Tarot. If you'd like to hear more about Book One, I have a bonus episode of Healing Through Tarot from june twenty ninth, twenty twenty two, where I read excerpts and a full chapter from Book One. I'll leave a link in the show notes for that episode. I'm loving writing this series. It's magical, mystical, and very witchy, but also healing, soul stirring, And empowering. I see it as a mix of a discovery of witches, charmed, witches of East End, and practical magic. So if you love those books and shows as much as I do, then you'll probably love this book series as well. Now that you're caught up on the series, I want to read you the blurb for book two to give you a taste of the storyline. So here's the book blurb for We Divine Three. After reuniting in this lifetime, Alex and Izzy begin their search for their long-lost sister from another time, who has started appearing in their dreams, just as a mysterious stranger arrives in Salem and befriends Esme, the owner of Alchemy. Alex and Izzy's bond intensifies the more they uncover about their shared incarnations, but as a past struggle reemerges and threatens Izzy, Alex fears losing her so soon after reconnecting. She's faced with coping with the challenges of her growing gifts and looming threats of her own, as Izzy fights for her life? Will Alex and Izzy piece together more clues of their entwined fates as they search for their sister? If they find her, will their sister remember them? And will she be open to combining their gifts to unlock their destiny? Hopefully that sounds intriguing. I'm so proud of this book. And one of the things I'm most excited about is the fact that book two is told through three different points of view whereas book one was mainly through Alexandra's viewpoint. So if you love Izzy, now you get to see things from her perspective, and we'll also see from their sister's point of view, and we'll see what she's up to across the country. So there's lots going on in this second installment of the series. And there's tons of divination in this one. We have tea leaves, Lenormand, tarot, oracle, pendulums, charms, scrying, and astrology, along with new moon and full moon rituals, remote viewing, and spell work. More elements of their past witch lives come through in this book, and we'll continue to see that increase as we get further into the series. And of course, my favorite part of the series is writing the flashbacks and dream sequences where we see them reconnect with their past lives we will see how the sisters all connect with each other's past histories and how it all ties into the witch hunts in Salem and across Europe. The theme of sisterhood is strong in Book 2, as Alex and Izzy work to locate their sister and as they connect with more Coven sisters from their past. We learn more about Alex's nemesis, Marlena, as well. She's the witch who hexed Alex in a past life. We learn a little bit about her in Book 1, but we get more detail in Book 2. I won't say too much about that here, because I don't want to spoil anything for you. Now, I'd like to share the opening scene from Book 2, We Divine 3, with you. I'll set the scene. This book starts off in July 2019. Book 1 ended around late June 2019, so only a few weeks have passed. We open with one of Alexandra's past life dreams, and it shows the three sisters in a shared life. Here we go. Alexis picked up a crooked tree branch and drew a circle in the dirt, enclosing herself and her younger sisters, Isadora and Hester, in the sacred circle. She dabbed a drop of anointing oil on her wrist and third eye. Her sisters followed suit as they watched the moon rise high in the sky. Under the protective light of this hunter's moon, I open this circle and call upon our ancestors to commune with us on this sacred night. Alexis called out to the bright full moon as she stroked the amulet draped around her neck. Inside the circle, Alexis drew down the energy of the glowing orb as Isadora drummed beside her. Hester held a small wooden bowl as Alexis directed the lunar energy into the shimmering water cradled in the bowl. There was no need for the sisters to speak. They moved as one as the magic flowed between them as it had for centuries. This ancient magic resided in their bones, coursed through their veins, and thrummed through their fingertips. Every cell was alive with the hum of magic that had been passed down through their lineage for millennia. Every full moon beckoned them to the woods to celebrate the magic that accompanied the moon reaching its peak strength. Moon magic had been a ritual that their ancestors had practiced for generations. They had gathered under this same glorious moon to weave spells, cast runes, and set intentions. As the moon matured each night between the new moon and the full moon, a spark flourished within Alexis a spell yearning to be cast. Tonight, they needed clarity for the days to come, and she wove her spell with this intention. She feared the witch hunters were closing in, and she needed guidance on how to proceed to keep her sisters safe. Isadora slipped into a trance as she methodically drummed, chanting softly as Alexis declared their full-moon intentions. As the magic thundered to the surface, Alexis's skin crackled with electricity, stiffening the tiny hairs on her arms and the back of her neck. The words burst forth as she released the rush of magic that had been building over the past few days, as if the words had been aching to be spoken and liberated at this very moment. As you shine your majestic light down upon us on this divine night, we give our thanks for the blessings you provide. With open hearts, we ask for clarity, intuitive knowing, and foresight for this next fortnight. May your light heighten our connection with our ancestors and guide us through these dark, drying days. She sprinkled the newly gathered moon water around the fire and threw salt into the flames as they chanted and Isidore drummed. Alexis's body ate with a desire for her words to reach the heavens where their ancestors watched from above. Would they hear her plea? At that moment, her neck prickled and her skin tickled from head to toe. They had heard her prayer. The sisters danced in celebration that their ancestors were watching over them and showering them with a protective spell. The moonlight danced in the water as each sister jubilantly drank from the bowl before closing out their lunar ritual. With linked hands, the three sisters chanted in unison. So say we, we divine three, so mote it be. Alexandra Steele awoke moments before her alarm was set to go off. She cherished her dreams of lifetimes past with her soul sisters. These nightly visits gave her comfort that they would soon cross paths again. The heartache that crept in late at night was crushing. But these memories of their past incarnations soothed that homesickness she'd grown accustomed to the past few weeks since she and Izzy had discovered that they had a sister. Dreams of the three of them together gave her hope that the prophecy from her dream over the summer just might come to pass. In a dream from their past life as oracles at the Oracle of Delphi, she had heard a prophecy high on the mountain. Someone is coming into your life soon. Prepare for her arrival. That same night, Izzy had heard a voice whisper, Alexandra is one of three sisters. All they knew so far was that this sister existed, but both felt strongly that they could soon be reunited with her, given that they had received messages about her on the same night. Since that night, they'd both begun to have dreams of her, although no clear identifiers had come through. Most of their dreams and visions had come in a blurry haze Or a piecemeal fashion, which didn't offer any clear assistance. They were both determined to find her, no matter what it took. What they knew for sure was that they were both feeling a stronger energetic presence through these dreams and recollections. Alex was sure she had connected with her energy a few months ago when tapping into their past coven's energy. It was only for a moment, but her energy had been so warm and comforting. It had only fueled her desire to reconnect with her. She hoped their sister could feel them too. This was the first dream where she had received a name. Hester. Finally, they had their first clue. Minutes later, Alex shuffled her new Oracle of Shadows and Light deck while reflecting on her dream. The Three Witches card flew out of the deck, along with the Three Fates card. She grabbed her Lightworker Oracle deck and pulled a card to complete the spread, the Past Life Activation Card. From this quick reading, it was clear that their gifts from past incarnations were awakening. Her reunion with Izzy almost a year ago had activated her mystical gifts and set their journey in motion. Before long, they might be reunited with Hester as well. and scene. I love exploring my characters' past incarnations through these detailed dream sequences. I found this is the best way to introduce their past life narratives in a way that immerses us in the story. I honestly love writing this series so much that I'm writing several books at once. While writing book three, I'm constantly jumping around and writing parts already for the prequels that will delve further into these past incarnations. Luckily, I found a little magical elixir that helps me stay focused as I shift between all of these complex storylines. Magic Mind is my new coffee replacement that keeps my mind organized so I can remember all of the scenes that I want to add to all of my books. This two-ounce elixir is easier on my stomach than coffee and doesn't leave me with the ditters. I sip on it right before my writing sessions and I get in a good seven hours of productive work. Thanks to the natural ingredients like the nootropics and adaptogens that not only help me stay focused, but also relaxed as I write through the evening hours. If you'd like to try this elixir for yourself, go to magicmind.co slash htt. You can use my code at the checkout, htt2o. That's all caps to get 40% off your first subscription or 20% off your first one-time purchase. A 40% off code only lasts 10 days, so hurry to catch that deal. They also have a money-back guarantee, so there's no risk. If you're a writer like me, or just someone looking for enhanced productivity as you work, give Magic Mind a try. After a quick break, I'll read a chapter from further in the book where we meet a brand-new character. <laughs> I've created a line of Healing Through Tarot spread ebooks that are for sale on my website, HealingThroughTarot.com. There's a spread for all seasons that contains 17 custom spreads designed to guide you through the seasons of any year. It covers holidays, birthdays, full and new moons, Mercury retrogrades, seasonal spreads, year-end and year-ahead spreads, and eclipses with weekly and monthly spreads that you can reuse again and again, year after year. This spread ebook is $10. I also have two volumes of healing and mental health spreads, each with 15 spreads centered around healing and mental health issues, including anxiety, body healing, managing depression, restoring balance, ancestral karma clearing, family healing, self care, and much, much more. These two volumes complement each other, but each can also stand alone. Volume one is $13 and Volume 2 is $14. You can find all of these spread ebooks on my website, HealingThroughTarot.com, and I'm currently working on a new spread ebook that consists of 20 shadow work spreads coming out in the fall of 2022. This Healing Through Tarot line of spread ebooks is designed to help take you through the healing work needed to heal old wounds and step into brand new energy of empowerment. Together, we can heal through tarot. If you would like to support this podcast monthly, please consider signing up for a small pledge to help me be able to continue to produce these quality episodes every two weeks. There's a listener support link at the bottom of the show notes for each episode. You can also find that link on the Anchor site for my podcast, and it's also provided in my companion blogs for each podcast episode on my website, healingthroughterra.com. Any pledge is appreciated. Now I'm going to jump ahead in the book and read part of a chapter where the third sister is introduced. In this lifetime, her name is Hazel, but we'll see throughout book two which sister she is throughout their past shared lives. This book reveals a great deal of detail about their other incarnations, which I love to weave in throughout the present day story. It shows how we're significantly influenced today by our experiences and gifts from other lives. I chose this scene to share with you because this scene introduces us to Hazel, which is a brand new character in the book series, and I know that you're going to fall in love with her just as I have. Let's meet Hazel. Hazel Palmer's 69 Mustang pulled into Salem, Massachusetts as the hot summer sun rose high in the sky. With the top down, the breeze made the heat bearable. Her legs had fallen asleep after driving straight through lunch. She needed to stop to stretch. She parked her car on Essex Street and strolled through town, peering into the storefront windows adorned with witches and brooms. She hadn't planned on driving this far north, but she couldn't fight that magnetic pull that had drawn her in this direction all week. Her stomach growled. Oh, right. Lunch. Lunch. She followed the mouth-watering smell of fish and chips to the entrance of Rockefellers, a local Salem restaurant. Just missed the lunch crowd. Good. She made her way to the bar. Sit anywhere you like, the bartender said, as he whipped by with full glasses to deliver to the patrons at the end of the bar. Can I get you something to drink? The bartender asked a few moments later, throwing a Rockefeller's coaster down in front of her. Iced tea, please you got it. He dropped a lunch menu next to the coaster. She flipped through the menu as she waited. Anything look good? He set her drink on the coaster. Everything looks good. That's the problem. The fish and chips were tempting, but she wanted something lighter. The fish tacos, Hazel replied, closing the menu before she could change her mind again. Excellent toys. Are you staying in town or just passing through? Not sure yet. Any recommendations for hotels if I stay? Depends on your price range. Places start booking up the closer we get to autumn, and prices climb this time of year. Right. That makes sense. The inns are already starting to fill up. Check with the Hawthorne Hotel, he suggested before putting in her order with the kitchen. She pulled up the Hawthorne Hotel on her phone and skimmed the page for the prices of the few rooms available. Her stomach sank. She couldn't afford a few hundred dollars a night. She checked the sites of a few of the local bed and breakfast inns, and the bartender had been right. No vacancies for the next few weeks. She had a limited amount of funds in her pocket that would need to be stretched until she could pick up work. She wasn't sure what her plans were for the foreseeable future. There was no way to know when her next paying gig would materialize. She lived on the road and never gave too much thought to where she would end up next. She'd been traveling up the East Coast for weeks with no specific long-term plans, but now she would need to stay in town long enough to earn some cash to keep traveling. She took odd jobs along the way to make ends meet. She hadn't gone to college like her peers, so she relied on her artistic skills to get by. She didn't stay in one place too long and enjoyed traveling the country and drawing the places she visited along the way. Unfortunately, she had no savings, and would need to find a job soon, or she'd be sleeping in her car for the week. After her late lunch, Hazel walked down Essex Street to check out a few of the shops and hunt for any leads on job openings where she could earn some quick cash. She had struck out at most of the shops so far. No one needed any help for the season. She opened the door to the Coven's Cottage, but turned around at the last minute as something pulled her down the street. She followed a group of tourists to Alchemy, a charming mystical shop. An array of scents greeted Hazel as she opened the door to Alchemy. Mmm, sage, patchouli, and lavender. The store housed a range of items from books, crystals, and incense to all kinds of divinatory tools she gravitated toward the tarot section in the back of the store. She didn't own too many tarot decks, as she was always on the go, and had to keep her possessions to a minimum, but she owned a few trusty tarot decks that never steered her wrong. While she didn't have the funds to purchase any new decks, she still loved to browse the new ones on the market. Her original Rider-Waite-Smith tarot and the Everyday Witch tarot were her most used decks that she would never part with. Moments later, she found herself gazing into the crystal ball sitting atop a wooden table in the middle of the store. As she peered into the orb, she was overcome with déjà vu, as if she had been in the store before. That's not possible, she thought. Even though it made her uneasy, she glanced back into the crystal ball. A vision slowly began to form. A middle-aged woman with shoulder-length brown hair gazing into the same crystal ball. Was she seeing herself looking into this orb? No, that can't be, she thought. The hair color's darker, and the woman's older. This image lured her closer to the surface of the sphere. It was as if the woman in the vision was reaching out to her. Hazel stumbled backwards, losing her balance. Can I help you, miss? Oh, I'm sorry. I just got dizzy for a moment. I'll be okay. She stepped away from the crystal ball, bewildered. Here, why don't you sit down for a moment until you feel better? The store clerk grabbed a chair from the palm reader's table and offered it to her. Thank you. Hazel sat down and shook her head, still struggling to work out what the vision meant. She found herself telling the clerk about the image she had just seen. You must have heard the same thing from many customers. No, not really. Most people don't see anything, although they try their darndest. Every once in a blue moon, a gifted diviner might catch a glimpse of the future or the past. Oh, well, now I feel silly. It couldn't have been anything like that. Why not? You've got the sight, don't you, dear? Hazel was taken aback by the clerk's insight. She'd just met her, yet it was as if she could see right to the heart of her. Nothing to stress over, dear. I didn't mean anything by it. I'm sure whatever you saw isn't anything to worry about. You probably just need to take it easy for the afternoon. Make sure to rest and lie down for a bit. I wish I could, but that would mean lying down in my car. It's all I have at the moment. Well, that won't do, the clerk said, shaking her head. Don't you have a place to stay for the night? I haven't found any vacancies, at least that I can afford. Were you planning on staying in town long? Not really. I just stopped to stretch my legs and grab a quick bite. After lunch, I checked with a couple of stores, but none were hiring. I was just about to give up hope. Then I felt drawn to this store, like it was calling out to me. That isn't the first time I've heard that, she chuckled. Is this your store? Yes, I'm sorry. In all the confusion, I forgot to properly introduce myself. My name's Esmeralda Varga, she said with a kind smile. I own the place. Esmeralda's nurturing green aura expended far out from her heart chakra and enveloped Hazel, calming her. Hazel smiled. I'm Hazel Palmer. Thank you for being so kind and attentive. I don't mean to take you away from your customers. It's no trouble at all. Hazel stood up, but swayed from side to side. Esmeralda rushed in to steady her. I'm afraid I can't let you leave if you're still lightheaded. Why don't you sit back down and have a proper rest? There's no rush. Hazel sat back down, flustered. If you don't have anywhere to go, it would be my pleasure to have you stay the night. Here? In the store? Hazel looked around, confused. Oh no, dear, she said with a laugh. I have a spare room above the store. No one's using it at the moment. Ugh, I'd hate to be a nuisance. I'm sure I'll be feeling better in a few minutes, Hazel stammered, uncomfortable at the thought of putting someone out. You won't be a bother at all. I'd feel better if I knew you were safe. If you haven't found a place to stay yet, your options in town are quite limited. It's not like cheaper accommodations will magically appear. A customer interrupted their conversation to ask for assistance with the selection of a candle for a spell. "'I'll be right back. Just take a moment to rest here,' Esmeralda said before guiding the customer to the section in the back of the store with the candles. Hazel took several deep, steady breaths to try and balance herself. She attempted to put the vision she'd seen in the crystal ball out of her mind to calm her nerves. The more she thought about her options... "'the more it felt right to stay in Salem for a little while. "'It might be nice to stay in one place for a change. "'If she stayed, she'd need a place to sleep. "'It was too late in the day to keep driving, "'with no guarantee of availability "'in any other place she landed. "'She had always been intrigued by Salem. "'There was no better place to immerse herself "'in the world of mystical arts than Salem. "'And Esmeralda was so welcoming.' She would be in good hands if she stayed under her roof. How long have you been traveling? Esmeralda asked when she returned to check on her. I live on the road. There's no specific place I call home. I've been traveling along the eastern coast the past month, drawing aura portraits at a few local psychic fairs. I was out west for the better part of last year. I just go where I feel called. Well, this is perfect timing. Esmeralda pointed to the sign at the front window. I just put that sign up this week, looking for a new hire. If you're interested, you could work here to offset the rent of the room upstairs and earn a little bit extra for your travels. I would only charge $50 a week. The room's not much to speak of. Hazel gave the offer serious thought. I'm not going to find a better price anywhere along the coast, she thought. I've never offered Aura portraits in the store before, but we could give it a try. It might drive in new business for folks in town who might be a bit burnt out on tarot and palmistry readings. I would feel better about it if I could work to cover the rent, Hazel said, relieved to have stumbled on a solution for lodging and a paying job. Come with me, as Rolda said, gesturing for Hazel to follow her. She gave her a tour of the small but cozy room on the second floor directly above the store. I know it isn't much space, but hopefully you'll feel at home here. This looks perfect. Hazel surveyed the small room. I don't need much. I only have two suitcases for my clothes and a canvas bag for my art supplies in the car. I can't thank you enough, Esmeralda. You're a lifesaver. Call me Esme, dear. Go ahead and grab your bags so we can get you set up before it gets dark. After unloading the car... Hazel hung a few outfits in the tiny closet and unpacked the frayed canvas bag that held her art supplies and tarot decks. She traveled lightly, so she was settled into her new room within minutes. Her minimalist lifestyle provided her the freedom to pick up and travel to a new town whenever she got the urge to roam. Out on the road, each day was a mystery, and that's what she loved about it. She had left home over a decade ago at age 17 after a fight with her overbearing father. She hadn't put down roots anywhere since. She was still searching for a place to call home, but she wasn't going to force it. She kept her focus on the present day and left the rest up to fate. It was the only way she knew to survive, and it seemed to work for her. Esme had offered her dinner, but Hazel was still stuffed from lunch, and this gave her time to set up her room before turning in early. She had a headache from the episode earlier, but at least the dizziness was gone. She unpacked a few toiletries before settling in bed. She wasn't sure how long she'd be staying, so there was no need to unpack all of her belongings. She would take it one day at a time. She drifted off to sleep easily, even though she was in a new environment. She felt oddly safe and protected within these walls. That's all I can share with you now. It's not the full chapter, but I don't want to give too much away. I want you intrigued enough to be hungry for more. What I love about book two is that we spend a lot of time exploring Salem, Massachusetts, after Hazel lands there and we see her story play out. I've always been drawn to Salem, so writing about this historic town always transports me to another place in time that unlocks something magical within me. And I think that really comes across in the book. The history of the Salem Witch Trials weaves in and out of the tapestry of my storyline and in the history of the main characters. Now that I've shared with you some scenes from book two, I hope you'll go out and buy it and experience this magic for yourself. And if you haven't read book one, you can start your magical journey with the Divining Sisters now. You'll have two books to catch up with and a third on the way. Book three in the series is slated to release in autumn 2023. I'm planning for four, maybe five books in the main series, but I already have plans for prequels where I dive into Alexandra's past incarnations, where she was heavily steeped in the world of divination and witchcraft. If you've read the books, you'll be happy to know that Alexis will definitely be one of the incarnations that will get her own standalone book, as well as Addie and a few more incarnations that you won't learn about until book three. As you can probably tell, I'm incredibly proud of this book series. I hope this story inspires readers to tap into their own gifts and into the practice of divination as I find it an enlightening and insightful tool. Divination is such a focal point in this series because I wrote the book that I wanted to read. You can find the ebook and paperback of the call of the cards which is book 1 and we Divine 3 which is book 2 on amazon and the ebooks are also on barnes and noble apple books google play kobo scribd smashwords and more you can even put in a request for the ebook through your local library the ebook is 4.99 and the paperback is 14.99 if you get a copy Please leave a book review on whatever platform you buy it on if you enjoy the book. That really helps me out and it can help my book get in front of more readers. And please also leave a review on Goodreads. That also helps. Some readers left the following five star Amazon reviews of book one, The Call of the Cards. The metaphysical series I've been waiting for. I was hooked from the beginning and even found myself slowing down because I wanted it to last. The characters are so relatable and genuine, and the explanations of the tarot readings and past life stories is spot on. I'm eagerly awaiting the next ones. Please, 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 Heather, keep writing. Inspirational and entertaining. This book has me wanting to expand my crystal collection, find a Reiki energy healer, get in touch with my spirit guides, and past lives. And also has me eagerly awaiting the rest of the series. Thank you for bringing us this new witchy series to fall in love with. Bravo. I love this book. It's not just about tarot. It's about much, much more. The information is presented in a way that will inspire both newcomers and seasoned practitioners who love tarot, magic, healing, manifestation, and personal spiritual development. I was quickly drawn into the story. The characters are so relatable, and the explanations of the tarot readings, spiritual healing, and past life stories are absolutely accurate. I can't wait to read the next books. Thank you to everyone who's been supporting the books, reading the books, and especially leaving reviews like these. It helps so much. If you want to learn more about the books, I have a dedicated website just for the books, author.heatherhardison.com. Hardison is spelled H-A-R-D-I-S-O-N. That site is where I post updates on the book releases, I post book quotes, photos of the book covers, and fun things like my Spotify playlist for each book. I carefully curate each of those playlists to express the energy of each book. I also have links for that site on my main website, HealingThroughTarot.com. And of course, there are links in the show notes of this episode that will take you straight to the book. And you can follow me on Instagram to see updates on the book releases there as well. I have two Instagram accounts. One is for my tarot and podcast-related post, that's Healing Through Tarot, and I now have an author account called Heather Hardison Author watch those spaces for updates on each book release. In the next episode, I'll discuss how to use the tarot for health readings, and I'll share which decks are great for reading on our wellness and healing journey. So join me next time. Thanks for listening to this episode. If you found this information valuable, consider subscribing to the show so you never miss an episode. And please rate and review this podcast and tell fellow card readers about the show. You can find more tarot tips on my blog on HealingThroughTarot.com and on my Pinterest and Instagram page, both under Healing Through Tarot. That's through spelled T-H-R-U. See you next time, card slingers.